What did you think? <sighs> Episode nine. That was cool. <laughs> that was really cool. I was like, did they turn the dragon pit into uh, an auditorium for a little bit? Mm-hmm. No, surely this can't be the dragon pit, but it is the dragon pit. So what? Why is? Oh, okay, I see. It all came together. It did. Oh my gosh. The the pageantry of it got him in the end. Because he could have done it somewhere else where Maley's wood bursted out of the floor. Would have been less room for all the people, though. So I guess it's a balance of everything. What did you think? Unbelievable, honestly. That end scene Tell me was more. just... Well, that scene was just... Was I don't know. Good. I was... The expectations in my mind were pretty high. What were you expecting? Episode 9. Right. You know? I mean, there's such a precedent Can for this Can you fill everybody being... in who... who... <laughs> don't know about the the legend of the episode nines from the olden days from the original series it's just usually and you can fill in the blanks mm-hmm. the episode of the season where everything really climaxes it's usually the episode i don't know how to better explain it i think it. that's it. it it's a thing that they might have accidentally done i don't think that that's a thing but we've got some pretty monumental moments in the first couple seasons and it just became something that people on the internet and eventually people like tv critics would start mm-hmm. to add it to the copy and it became part of the actual lore from uh, i don't know what you call it greater society that we would come to expect something from episode nine and that status was really c- cemented when the red wedding happened and uh man they didn't disappoint with this one obviously we weren't seeing that coming and apart from it being really awesome to just enjoy and to be the subject of all most of the owns that everyone is sending to us right now um it was just a big surprise to book readers too so that's a promise that we can expect moving Mm -hmm. forward i think is that we're gonna we're not gonna just watch with popcorn at how do they do it and this is so cool to see it on the screen and this is a fun time for all of us because we get to share in this thing that we aren't we don't feel the mystery of because we know how things turn out, but then this happens and we get to have that too. Mm-hmm. The blockbuster moments are a surprise. I mean, unless we know they're coming. Sure. There's but some I mean, that like, we just uh, saw that episode preview from next week. We need to talk about that, but maybe we can save it for our, our next episode this week on that, on I this episode. So. But There's too much from episode nine for us to start <laughs> diving into 10. Yeah. But, I mean, some stuff that we know about obviously is going to be adapted and has been. But there's been little changes on stuff, changes mm-hmm. that weren't in the fire and blood context of the unreliable narrator, narrator changes. Just some actual big ones like this with Rainey's and what a powerful decision it was. And, geez, a lot of people died for it. I feel like Rainey's, and they were kind of talking about this in the after the episode, sort of. This is what I gathered from what they were saying. But she hasn't had the opportunity to really flex in the way that she should as a character. You know, she's this storied person who should have been queen. And Allison gets under her, well, both of them kind of get under each other's skin when Rainey says to Allison, you you think you're making moves, but you're still playing at the hands of these men. And so then that leads Allison to make a couple decisions. And so for Rainey's to have said that to Allison and then make this decision and this come out in this impactful way and then choose not to dracarus the whole thing Mm -hmm. and to spare them and to basically look them in the eye and say this is war it was absolutely nuts and i'm so glad that she had that opportunity i really hoped and we had talked a lot before the season even started that we would get some really powerful moment from these older characters like 
Corliss or Rainey's, you know, these people who've seen some stuff and we've caught a little bit of it and we, they've had some pretty cool moments, I guess, maybe one or two really stand out in my mind in this season so far. And so to be able to bring her into the action history, yeah, all of her everything into the action, I felt like was such a powerful move. And I'm so glad they did it at the end of the episode. That's kind of like another promise that especially just look at Maylee's her dragon. I mean, oh, that man. was a it's 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 like a trick up the sleeve this far into the season. We've seen tons of, of dragon action, but we haven't seen a, a dragon in that shape at that age. Caraxes is cool and weird, but Maylee's is big and fucking strong. And Maylee's like, is in that moment. That's a dragon you want on your flexing, side. Exactly. Yes, flexing. And we yes. haven't seen any dragon. But that's Rainey's. Yeah. And, and that's what we've not expected. And that's what you're saying has been sort of hiding. And we've we've sort of almost Lady Leonard her with uh, her big moments have been excellent points that she's made. Right. And her general vibe being unconcerned with the moment when a lot of people are caught up with the this and thou of it. She's just been unconcerned. So we, we like her because she seems actually chill. And then it turns out Rainey's dragon is a monster. Mm -hmm. It's a monster that it is a damn shame for those people on the dais that is not on their side. Mm -hmm. Holy crap. And she's in her armor staring yes, them down. Yes, holy crap. What a win for that generation of viewers watching House of the Dragon. <laughs> you know, my mom's going to text me tomorrow about this. Yeah. <laughs> the old lady <laughs> the got Monday it. The Monday morning text. So yeah. this is what I think about Viserys and... <laughs> Apparently, Rainey's now going to get going to go up. We need to do a power rankings list. I know for these characters from week to week because she's going to go up at the top of everyone's power rankings a bunch after completely. Time. I mean, Allison. I love how Rainey's says that whole conversation between Rainey's and Allison was a highlight in the episode. It for was me. good, yeah. But when she was basically saying, "You want my dragon on your side," and did Allison explicitly say that something like that? I don't know. It's we just watched the episode four minutes ago, so. But basically, mm. like we Can't need remember. your manpower. Yeah, we know what you're capable of, mm -hmm. what your dragon can do. Mm -hmm. Rainera is not going to make a move against us if you're on our side. Also, it would just be awkward for Rainera if we were allies. Exactly. That's also part of it, and that's really the energy that Otto is trying to capture between the two of them, and that they, that Allison, I guess. Uh, brought to the surface and made it uh, visible to the audience by addressing the fact that they're split on the way they want to handle stuff. I think she probably expects that the, she she might actually be thinking about Rainey's from a family perspective. Mm -hmm. Maybe she might not even be thinking about the dragon yet. She did. I know that. Oh, she did? Yeah, she, she said the dragon for sure. The dragon was brought up. I just can't remember who brought it Again, up. Again, Allison's tricking me. And she did it back and forth in this episode, too. It's just sometimes I think that she has that point of view where she would think about that. And then sometimes I think that she feels like the the actual friendships, the bonds between them are more important than the potential power that they might get mm -hmm. from making the right choices in these situations. Right. She's put off the potential ascension pretty well by just not addressing it and not making it more awkward for Viserys. And every time we've seen her in conversations in the show where she doesn't know that there's a camera attached to the wall filming her, she seems like she actually is like, but Renair is the one that was picked. That's right. been her energy the whole time. Right. There was, there was a lot of that in this episode with her when it came to um, the way that she felt about, they've all been thinking and positioning Aegon mm -hmm. to take over for Viserys the whole time and it was another one of those moments where 
It doesn't seem like a put on. No, I don't no. think it's for the sake of us. I don't think that the extreme in which she's pretending, like she heard exactly what she's saying she heard, and her her, her father is the one that can decode it the most. He's like, oh, you you heard him say that. There's no one in the world more that can decode what she's trying to say more because that's been the same energy as excuses that she had growing up with him, right? So he sees through it. And she still stands defiantly by it. I don't think necessarily it seems in some moments that it's a harmless. This is just what I came up with and what I think I heard and I'm sticking with it. And I'm just a housewife. And then it seems like she's putting that on as a little shield, a little shell over the feeling of I know if I say this, I can do some damage with it. I can at least use this as a reason to bring up the succession at the very least. Mm -hmm. Whether or not Otto has a plan or anyone does anything, this might lead to something. Mm -hmm. And again, I thought that that was a thing and then she acted surprised in the small council. So I'm still back and forth and undecided on Allison, back and forth and undecided exactly why she wanted Rainey's on her side. And uh, when you throw in the dynamic that's forming with Aegon, and what kind of person that she might be suspicious that he could become now that he has unbridled power. We're getting a lot of Joffrey vibes from this situation. Kind of like Baylor, where the same momentum of the situation took over Joffrey. This is way more spread out. For example, the people that she wants to protect from being murdered aren't in the city right now, mm-hmm. seemingly. Mm-hmm. Or at least well on their way out. So he can't directly do something crazy like that. Uh, but after this Rainey's thing, I mean, the whole formula of what happened in GOT is thrown out the window. This this is no, just a, it's a big, you can't really look at how it went before and guess how things are going to go now because we don't know how they're going to react at King's Landing based on this sort of, I mean, I was going to say this sort of aggressive move. What am I talking about? It was extremely It was aggressive. just small folks that died <laughs> and maybe some lesser lords that didn't have good seats. Listen, but it was a pretty big deal. It was. Yeah. I mean, I think that sacrifice, I mean, it is what it is. Sacrifices need to be made. What what do you think about Allison? Well, I really liked how they shot her in that small council meeting. Because I felt like, as somebody who knows nothing, the camera was, like, tilted over her a little bit. So that she looked almost, like, at an angle. And so it made her look little. You know? Like, it made her look young. And it made her look, like, frazzled. And she did not look like she was trying to manipulate the situation at least from the way that the energy too yeah you know i felt like the whole thing so i agree with you she seemed very but is she putting that all on i don't think so in like a well, crazy person way where she, she even keeps it only secret to herself i don't think so because i mean potentially so rainies makes that comment to her when she's like you're wiser than i believed you to be right. allison hightower so i we're not going to dismiss Allison. This whole time she's been... Oh, yeah, I wouldn't dismiss her. But at the same time, she has that conversation with her dad where she's like, he's like, our hearts are one or whatever. And she was like... I thought our hearts were one. Yeah, you've been moving me You've been moving me as a pawn across the board. I think she was genuinely shocked that they'd been making moves without her and having exactly. conversations without her. I think that that was a genuine thing because it Jeez. seems to me like she wants Aegon to be king and she... B hasn't had a lot of time to think about what just happened, to be honest. It's been a few hours. So whatever way she felt like that was going to happen, I don't think she's necessarily had a chance to formulate that in her head because 
X number of days ago, she, they were just at that dinner toasting to each other. And she got an idea, just like Rainey's did, from the conversation for her, too. Exactly. Of, Wait a second. This is going to go my way. Exactly. And I can make this go my way. I. It feels like, from my perspective, a situation that kind of got a little bit ahead of her. Like, she just wasn't expecting it to work out her way, like you said. And this whole thing where the small council is just immediately making decisions. There's not even any sort of surprise or hesitation. I think that just caught her off guard so much. And with the move to get rid of Rhaenyra and Damon, I just don't think that she... I don't think it was a put on that she was surprised that that would happen. I think she truly felt like they could maybe come to some accord. I mean, like I said, I don't we don't know for sure how long ago that dinner was. But when she and Rhaenyra said goodbye to each other, it was as friends and we were going to hang out when we get back. And so she's showing her love by saying, don't execute them. Well, that's what Otto is saying to her. And Otto's yeah. like. I can't remember exactly what he said. Once again, classic. Can't it, wait to watch this her, with You're saying after your childhood friend. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you're still putting on for this girl 40 years later or whatever. Is this the best strategic move or the best strategic move for your once childhood friend? Exactly. So, once again, Allison is just towing the line between somebody she, that we really want to dislike. I feel like we also got an answer to if she killed that servant girl or not. Because she makes that comment to Otto and she says... Or she makes that comment to someone about nothing is worth killing. Don't say Helena. Right. (laughs) (laughs) LOL. She makes a comment to somebody about how she doesn't need to kill anybody, basically. Do you remember when that was? And so, to me, in my mind, that was the immediate, um, oh, uh, reluctance to murder is not a weakness, is what she says to Mm -hmm. her dad. Mm -hmm. So, in my mind, that... He's like, we're on business mode. This is why people like to watch Succession, by the way. (laughs) This is basically what that episode felt like. From what I've seen from it, uh, I saw this really cool sequence where people are waiting in a boardroom to make a decision. Or it was either the opposite of that. There might be both where they're also trying to make a decision super fast before someone shows up. Like everyone actually shows up on time this Mm -hmm. time. That whole kind of energy was what this was. Yeah, I've never seen Succession, but I believe you. You just saw it. Yeah, okay. Basically. (laughs) There you go. Anyway, felt like an answer to that question i was impressed with her in this episode i loved watching crazy her good handle the way this all unfolded i mean yeah she acted for her life mm-hmm. in this episode yeah. and it was incredible yeah i really liked the young aegon too me too stepped it up for me him the the shift in his whole energy throughout the whole episode it was wild mm-hmm I guess we gotta stop calling him young. He's just hanging now. The king. He's a king. As he was starting to lift his hands in the air, I mean, he's kind of not sure, not sure, not sure. He's got the crown on his head. He's still not sure, not sure, not sure. And then people start cheering his name and he's like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. He turns around, he lifts his arms in the air. I was like, uh huh. That was Otto was just, he's bursting with glee. I've been saying he looks like the lead singer of Michael Chemical Romance for a while now. And his all black ensemble with and the, his eyes, the, the bags under his eyes. Oh, for sure. That well, that's the main part. But after tonight's full ensemble, last episode, Egan wasn't doing it for me. But this episode, I felt like the dynamic, the whole storyline of them trying to find him. Yeah, that was weird. I really liked it. I felt I like too. the tension was high. It was. I thought. I thought the idea of it was weird. And then when I 
when we came to him, and it turns out that he was actually, I mean, he was literally hiding in a crevice. <laughs> I mean, so it was really weird. He doesn't want to be king. That's it. When we found out that he knew too, then I was like, oh, okay, this was all making more sense. Right. It wasn't just a crazy night out, and he's decided this is when I'm going to run away. I'd kind of hoped that it had been, and that they would find him yeah. surrounded. I know, but that just would have been too, too set up for the yeah. story. It would have felt like. Unless it was already established that he's on a string of doing this. That would have actually been pretty cool if he's constantly busting out. And it's like, not today of, of all days. days. Like, what day is it? <laughs> I don't know what day it is. <laughs> right, exactly. The same. Amon is part energy. of the whole situation. He's pissed. <sighs> that was Amon. such a great drop in there about how much Amon wanted to be the one. Yeah. To be the guy. Because yeah. we, we've been getting this energy from him that he... Is just kind of crazy. Yeah. That he just is wants Something. violence yeah exactly <laughs> that he's choosing he, violence he all the time wants to be like an anime action character right. that's chaotic uh that's i don't know neutral i don't know i don't want to say he's bad you know he hasn't, he hasn't done anything neutral, bad maybe. yet you know so yeah. yeah we can't say he's bad he just has the look about he, him he likes it he likes yeah. it too much but come to find out he actually wants Yep. power he's like i got the best dragon in the land yeah, that, was, <sighs> that was such i loved that line he's like i know history i've been paying attention i actually want to be king he my said, dragon can who, take who all seven of yours kingdoms has studied history and philosophy as i <laughs> something like that hilarious I, see that's so, so heavy-handed to to make him that kind of character mm-hmm. but i i mean for the sake of the time and the fact that this he's like internet famous there in King's mm-hmm. Landing and there's no one to really check all of them. They're all basically homeschooled kids. This and Damon's is, not there. This is what a homeschooled <laughs> aim, st- style of Amon would turn into. No offense <laughs> to anyone who's homeschooled. Right. right, he's been fighting Kristen Cole. You know, it's not like he's got anybody to check him. Sure, so that means he can actually fight and he does have a badass scar on his face but the whole Zoro thing mm-hmm. is exactly. tough. I exactly. mean, I, I think you get to choose your hairstyle, even though you need to put out a certain look. Uh, and so RIP to Alicent's wishes that her son showed up to his coronation like that today. But Amon looked the part, and that's what he chooses. And I, I was thinking about that when Aegon was in the carriage. I was like, this is how he wants to look. Mm-hmm. See, the other Aegon uh, had the long hair look, and people liked that too. They were like, hmm. So this one's different, and it was a little shocking. So it's like, now you fancy yourself a bit of uh, MCR slash Devin Sawa. <laughs> Got it. But Amon wants to be full, like I said, Pirate. character, video game character. Mm-hmm. He's twisted. He's like, he's the one, he's the guy who joins your party like three quarters of the way through the game. And he's pretty tough, but he can't beat your main guy. So he'll join the group, but I don't even want to be friends with you guys. Uh-huh. Just kind of hangs on the edges, has really snide stuff to say. Right. So I like him. And I don't know, I think it made a lot of people go, why can't he be king in this episode when he brought it up? I'm just one person away, as he said. Completely. Part of me was, for a moment there, wondering if he was going to get rid of Aegon for a second. You know, there in front of the sept? Yeah, <clears throat> potentially. Um, I loved that moment between brothers, that pure moment between brothers when Aegon's like, I will just leave. Let me go, and I'm going to get on a ship, and I'm going to leave, and you can be king. I feel like we haven't really been able to see much of their relationship outside of a couple episodes ago with the Pink Dread, really. Or, you know, with Helena kind of back and forth that moment at the funeral. So I liked that. And I'm looking forward to seeing how Amond continues to, if we ever even get to see him this season, probably not. But Amond's 
treatment or relationship with Aegon as Aegon starts to sink into the role of king if he ever even really oh, is going to have the opportunity to do so he's going to have some kind of cartoonish respect for him because he's the king he's the new auto he's like today of all days Jesus, your grace no can you imagine if that <laughs> they mix that in with his gruff with his tough i don't say gruff his toughness you know what i loved so That'd much in the after weird. the episode they were like the high towers love pageantry yeah, or whatever they love an event they love an event i was like <laughs> It made me LOL because it's a whole season. We've just been making fun of Otto for all of his trappings of power. And then you say Otto was rolling a blunt. It's so, <laughs> that's what people are doing with yeah, the, his letter yeah, writing. Right. Because he licks the paper. All, yeah. God, it's still good. It's so funny. We had a lot of great Otto looks in this episode. They just keep stacking up. Oh, man, it's too good. Man, it's just he, his quickness to jump to violent power, though. It's just. Maybe we should look to Otto if we want answers for Allison because Allison's also got a lot of positive traits too. Otto's been looking for violence since episode one. Yeah, but not against like Viserys, for example. No, but he's had that group of whisperers that he's been tapping into with the whole Rhaenyra thing. That's what I felt like they were alluding to when Laris told Allison in that scene that we're going to have to talk about. Yeah. Um, Laris <laughs> told Alicent that Otto's been using this group forever, and in my mind, I felt like Alicent it clicked for her of the whole Rainera. At least, it's how in could my it mind. take this long though? I get it, but we're talking about mysteries from years ago. I know, but I think it's I don't I think it's one of those things where when you see it all laid out as one, yeah, like you understand it's going on and you know that something's happening. But when it's now all, it's even more simpler. Yeah, when it's all mm. laid out on the table. You're like, oh, it's not that complicated. Right. You've just been doing this in the next room, and then you talk to me right after you've been doing it for years. Exactly. And so then she just told me in. about it. Well, and then after I feel like having that conversation with Rainey's only added to her whole kind of realization or kind of wake up moment. But at this point, it's just it's much too late. It's way too late to have any sort of aha moment at all. And I don't think that she would necessarily change the trajectory of her actions. But I do think that her desire to take some of her own power back. Well, she she did that. I love that. The shot going back to Otto in his room after she left, mm-hmm. after she spoke to him and sort of laid down the glove after she spoke with Rainey's with this renewed energy. And he said, as you wish. Yeah. And uh, there he goes, falling right back into his role as the best second in command the realm has. I hope that he was sincere, you know? I think that he was, and I think it was sort of a deeper look into his character that you're kind of, it's sort of the same energy of hoping for more interactions with the brothers, where it, it, it trusts that the audience has at least emotion when they see something, and we can take away from it what we want, the depth of how much of his pain that we want to explore, the existential worry or the the feelings that he might have about how he's lived his life. But in that moment and the way that he clicks so quickly back right. into servitude, I think that's what, at least that's what I took away from it. Mm-hmm. I could see him going back into that place. Someone's got to be good at being number two. He he that's raised up his daughter role. to be effective. Sorry, she won. Exactly. Sorry, she, she beat you at your own game. Well, and I feel like as a father, that's probably exciting, especially when your desires are, are aligned. I know, it's, but that's the thing about A Song of Ice and Fire. This world is so hectic, and there's so much actual danger, and you can hurt your leg, and you might have to get it cut off from the knee down. And uh, people make decisions. It's like Otto wanting power over his daughter was something that I'm, I can't remember all the different 
dynamics between families, but I'm sure that we've come across it in some tale while traveling through Westeros, some some house where this this was not an uncommon thing to do. Right. So he's not that vicious. So this, so they don't have teeth that are that vicious. And Rhaenyra is also really nice too. And you, we've seen how, so, how much Damon has softened up so much over the season. There's kids involved and they're not fully grown. The dragons are involved and some of them are not fully grown. And then, uh, you know, the end of the episode, tap your watch, episode nine's creeping. It's going toward the end of the episode. What's the deal? And then, boom, there's some actual Targaryen murderous viciousness, nuclear bomb, explosive potential energy injecting itself in the story. And then from what it seems like the next episode's going to be is the... Uh, I mean, uh, more telephone game with the news. I'm assuming everyone's going to hear about Viserys and then uh, the uh, rattling of sabers, mm-hmm. a call to arms, and there'll be little time for ravens to be sent. Mm-hmm. So it's just going to be guessing what mm-hmm. everyone's decided. And based on quick moves, no one's going to know the subtleties of each other's emotions and the, the moments that they and did. And neither will make we, decisions. which I think is was really fun. Is that as all of these things are unfolding, as the viewer, I'm just thinking, is someone going to stop this? What's happening? Is any you know everything was just kind of spiraling, and then we get that amazing Rainy's moment. So I assume the next episode is going to be a similar thing of the quick moves with Damon and Rainera on their side to try to make something happen. While we have no idea what's happening over in King's Landing, potentially, I'm guessing. I think that would be really cool to have those two, the two scenarios separate. Now that they are I think that's clearly how separate, the that's what it seems like from the trailer. So it's called the Black Queen. <sighs> yeah, this is so exciting. I know. <laughs> this is so exciting. We knew the, that the falling action from Viserys passing was going to be exciting but i think maybe we expected it to be i think we talked about potentially in episode nine viserys and then falling action in episode 10 mm-hmm. uh but instead of putting it all in one episode which would basically limit it to just talking head conversations you know mm-hmm. because a lot of the ones that happened in this episode would have been necessary right. in that one episode so they split it into two and they gave us a green one and a black one and they if gave that us one is the, solo right they gave us the space and the stress and the they gave us everything we'll pick our own side based on what episode that's so fun like how we watch it that's so fun that they did that i'm so glad everyone's gonna pick rainy's side everyone everyone's gonna pick her side yeah she's the only one that hasn't stepped on anyone and she's suffered a lot and she was passed over and allison said you should be queen right she was just saying that because she was trying to get some currency (laughs) with her what if rainy showed up and was like i know that you just said that the king said all that but you're alive and you're the Queen Regent and you said, I should be queen. Well, I was wondering if she was maybe going to yell something in the audience, in the crowd. Because mm. I get panning to her, I was like, I wonder if she's going to like rile up the crowd for a rain era or something. Whoa. But what she did was much, much cooler. Can you imagine if she had burned all those people to a crisp? Then what? You know? As far as the show's concerned? Yeah. That would have been nuts. Maybe we would have been fighting Rainies, but we probably would have just made an alliance with her. Yeah, exactly. And it was been all over. This whole thing, no disrespect. Listen, I don't want to give Kristen Cole any credit whatsoever. Who? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But at least when somebody says something he doesn't like, it's over. You know? (laughs) 
<laughs> he dealt with that. Do you want me to kill him? Quickly. We thought that was cute at first. Right. Exactly. Literally, we were just yeah. watching earlier today. We were watching some clips. Um, from <laughs> we were like already nostalgic for the. Oh, what of the was season. it called again? Tell everyone what that was. It was some YouTube video. I'm sure there's a lot of them about just the House of the Dragon being a comedy show for for six seven minutes. minutes or whatever. You know, something like that. And one of them was that moment where Kristen says, "Do you want me to kill him?" Yeah. And Rainier kind of giggles, and we thought that was aw- such a flirty, fun moment. But then we get the small council today. Are yeah. you serious? I mean, of course, <sighs> but the way I. Ex- saw it being uh depicted was they'd be in some some room some tight little room scurried away being like oh you see some impressionist painting of it what are we gonna do and then beesbury speaks up and then crustini uh lops his head off just immediately mm-hmm. and that it has the same energy as rainy's coming out of the floor just kind of here it is we're not no bullshit moving forward this is our plan this is what we're doing if you're with us you're with us if you're not against us this is how quick we swing our sword the exact same energy is what happened last week exactly with Mm -hmm. um what did you think about this version of it it was nuts yeah him slamming his head into his little ball thing the ball got a lot of play in this it really did i think this might be the last ride for the ball i think they're selling them did I see that somewhere correctly? So they're really trying to play them up. <laughs> like is these this things are all cool for and ball important. Merch? <laughs> no, but this that be has funny? all been a big ploy to sell marbles. Right? They're like marbles. Really, we can sell this for a I lot of money. Upsell, it's insane. They probably can get a marble for a nickel, and they can sell it for sixty-five dollars. <laughs> exactly. Jesus. I'm pretty sure they sell the whole little set, so you can put your place in for the small council. That's cool. Every time I play Halo, I will sit down and exactly, put my exactly, in, signing into work. Everybody. I thought that the way that this played out in the episode just matched the level of intensity and the level of hatred we have for Kristen Cole. I mean, the fact that he... He killed Beesbury. And he did it with his hands. And he fucking put his face on the marble. Exactly. That's even worse than the table. Exactly. And, or the base itself. It was just a lot of texture. He, he like, meat tenderized his head. And then they left him there. They're like, yeah. no, leave him. They we we him. are not leaving this room. And they itself. locked Rainey's in her room. I know. Talk about, is this what you call peace? Lock well, they're the... ready. I mean, that was the See, thing. It's like they were all ready to go. Allison is even better than Cersei was at doing that. Because Cersei, she was just like always a second way of going, you know what? All right, I'm going to kill you. Right. I'm going to order you to die. I'm going to send you down to Varys' torture chamber. Or not Varys, uh, to QQQ's torture chamber. That's Kyburn's candy corner, in case anybody was wondering. <laughs> um, yeah, no, she was just like... This is a peaceful thing. It's so much more dangerous when she seems like I'm just a housewife who's I know. flustered all the time. She did get and angry though. When she she's like, angry. "I'm going to send you to the wall if you guys don't stop talking." At some point during that meeting, it was like the only glimmer we of intensity that I felt like we got. At least that rules in that meeting. There, it was such a good balance in my mind because she's playing between the two so well. What a crazy first season! I mean, we had that entire Viserys master class of how to make us like something more than we should <laughs> and last you know week I, and now this you know what i love That's too so weird. is the opening scene of the episode when they're just kind of flashing through these different scenes that we've spent these different places that we've spent so much time mm-hmm. with viserys and squad the last x amount of episodes last eight episodes it was kind of like a flashback here in episode nine of remember this and remember this and remember this and now here we go into the 
drama of it all that Viserys is gone. It was early in the morning, you know, everybody, everything was quiet, and we just got these moments with I, these places. I, I loved it. I felt so appreciative of what we were seeing in uh, many stretches throughout this episode, and that was the at the start of it, so that began it, but that energy was carried throughout this episode and, ha- and has really been present throughout this season. It was really turned up to a high level in this episode, I think mainly technically because they spent so much time at King's Landing, so they had to make it feel like there was some space there mm-hmm. and they weren't just filming people in close sets that were made to look like rooms that had light shining through a strategically placed window and glittering off a strategically placed amulet on the wall. They've done well this whole season with that. When I see that and when I see all of the small folk walking for a long enough amount of time to make it feel like you're walking to go stand in line there too. one street. It feels like when you're reading a book and you walk into someone's office, maybe they're talking to a detective, and the room is described, and eventually it fills in for you. The way that the author chooses certain words that are direct descriptors and certain words that are just meant to make you think a whole cloud of things that you shove together as one little combobulated color slash word. And uh, it's impossible impossible to do that with film film is so unforgiving because it's audio and video at once and think about how much money they have to pay to get those dragons just to stand up even one time think about the stuff they did on such a huge show like game of thrones just to get around putting in dire wolves Mm -hmm. so putting stuff on camera is really really unforgiving and really hard and so how do we convey the magic of books that people love on screen that's something that people making movies have struggled with since the beginning and there's been a lot of really creative solutions and some of them have been inspired by the text themselves and i think in this case it's been inspired by folks working on it that love books and that it seems like they've really appreciated the function of trying to make something that exists really well in one format recreate some of the reason why that's good in another and there's just been so much attention to showing the environment in a, in a sleepy, almost God view yes. sort of way. Yeah. I tried to talk to you about it a few weeks ago where I was like, I feel like there's some overarching presence that is the knowing overseer of this whole thing. And that's us. And I think that that's why you love Prisoner of Azkaban so much, that, that Harry Potter film, because there's so much time spent to just let the world around it breathe. Completely. You can almost, you can literally almost feel the Whomping Willow breathe, and it makes you feel like you're there. It makes you feel like it's a real place. It, it, I think that you see that, and then when it cuts away from that, what felt like a sequence from a Final Fantasy game at the very beginning of this episode where people are just walking from place to place and there's very trouncy classical music playing. When when it cuts away from one environment, I think that your brain does what the book what a book does where it doesn't give you all the information, it gives you enough and then you fill in the rest. I think that that's what it does when you don't just do a single establishing shot with a little placard that says Winterfell. But when you show that and then you keep giving us more and it's like, oh, come on, when are you going to stop? But that's like how it feels to walk. If you want to walk across town to get to that place, you have to actually get there. And so if I have to physically go to that location to get what I want in film, don't I need to still put out the step, the, the blocks to walk to get to the feeling that I want to be represented? And I think that they've really done that with Hot D. They've mm-hmm. really given us 
taste of the environment. I wish that there was more. Um, I can only imagine how valuable screen time is on this show with all the, the amount of stuff that they have to jam in there. But, you know, we're, we're getting a lot of that backstory between in relationships between these characters sacrificed because of how it was written, but also because there needs to be a balance of everything. I mean, you could almost ask for 24 episodes if you really wanted to make it feel like a book. You could really make it feel like you were living there. But I don't know. We're just not there yet. But I think that this show is like the furthest along that we have of people standing in rooms talking, but also trying to make the world feel vibrant and alive like you're actually there. We only got one establishing shot of the building in Mad Men. Well, and I just think compared especially to the last season of Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. You know, time. so I think it just. It, like, how do you make Dragonstone feel small? Right. On, on the walkway I know. outside. I know. I feel like that has, as we eventually soon in the next you know week or so, sit down and look back on the entire season. I think that if I can give an own to something of the whole season, it's going to be that space that they've granted us and the ability to live in the world in a way that I don't think any of us were expecting to. We we got some of those shots in the trailers and in the early first episode. Um, of King's Landing with all the Targaryen heraldry. And so I'm just glad that that, that played out. We're never going to be satisfied, though, until we get like a 3D walkthrough that we can, but it's re- you know. <laughs> it's really good, though. Like I said, just the more time. I talked about it before weeks ago where we were just walking to the throne room with folks. It seems like the people making this are, they got a little idea. They're like, wait a second, we can make this more. And by by just showing the real stuff, they're making something that's different, which mm-hmm. is so wild to me. Mm-hmm. It's so wild. That's it's great. That's all it is. And it continues to stand out week after week after week after week. It just... We would get like two seconds of it in Game of Thrones. It'd be like a bush, and then it would move over to Arya and the Hound doing something funny. Mm-hmm. We'd, we'd get some sleepy things, but they were, uh, they were, they were, they were not... It wasn't enough to feel comforted by him it was enough to think oh this is important right there might be a or clue this is in where this. i am yeah completely I, I like that there's more completely this, it's it's like you said it's from a book lover's perspective and you think about like george r. r martin's brain and him being able to dig in on something in the way that he would want to i can see how of course we're able to translate things a little bit more world buildy it's because we've He's been able to make the show that he should have always been able to make. Yeah, I know, but I've, I can't imagine that he alone has the answer to how to make 10 weeks go down so of course not. interestingly. But he's got a good team around him and the For flexibility sure. and the creativity and the... I'm just... I think that our fear with any of these successor shows was cash cow, baby. But they wouldn't actually be good. Yeah. Yeah. Because Some it's, cursed it's, it, child energy, you know? It's easy to shoot people standing in a room at that scale. It's not easy. It's really hard to do. But they we're talking about they can throw money at a problem, and it's so much easier to – you have, like, 12 rooms that you can turn into rooms, and you can film so many of them at one time. And I can and pump out a script. And everyone's travel is a certain amount at one time. Exactly. Yeah, that's the beginning. That's the first problem. But no. Instead, we got careful, quiet, complex, and – heartstring jerking drama yeah but like i was saying earlier different kinds of episodes Mm -hmm. different kinds and different kinds of actors different approaches to it but also always having a uh uh almost british uh self-awareness and uh of uh sort of self-deprecation to its seriousness a lot with how patty acted or how this new amon character acts but then you know really um 
earnest and sincere depictions of high fantasy. Mm -hmm. I just think that some of these sequences in this episode of uh, the sneaking and the walking around King's Landing, the alleyways, the street of silk, or streets, there was many. Um, the conversation with Messaria and Otto, sitting at that little those little tables in the yeah, middle of everything yeah. going on. Um, for me, it was mostly what I love was just the transitiony kind of stuff. There was so much wordless stuff, so so much. Uh, what did I say it was like when we were watching it? It was just uh, it was quiet. There wasn't a lot of dialogue. It was like Barry Lyndon. I don't remember. I don't remember you saying that, but you may have been thinking it. It was like Barry Lyndon, where it was just uh, the the magic that we're giving you is the fact that you're just seeing something captured this good and this truly and this purely. And yes, this is a a real drama, a real situation that these people are dealing with. But this is all just so masterfully presented to you that it's it's impact is made in its simplicity of how much it's it's encompassing all of that and then you add in a little bit of just the right flavor of medieval music i swear it felt like I, it was like <laughs> final fantasy 9 it was just and that's what we want when we think about this aesthetic we all pull certain ideas and for for my age group a lot of it was spent uh trying to be evil beasts and hearing the same stuff over and over and it was uplifted by the right energy the right um like awareness of how deep the plot is and how serious it is and how serious you want to take it. Or for me, so serious that I'm like, <laughs> play this song at my funeral. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, they do that with this show too. And it just keeps getting better with these episodes. I agree. Um, and so I just love them ferreting around the castle with a little... Doo -doo 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 -doo. It's just, give me more of that. I don't have anything else to add other than I completely agree with you. I mean... What do you think We've about talked Eric's? about this. Oh, um, well, let me just say we talked about this so many times before. But the thing that I like that they've done in this season is that we've just spent time. We've had these bottle episodes. It seems like almost the whole time where we've been in one or two places. We've been on Driftmark. We've been in King's Landing. We've pretty much only been. I guess we'd never really have been in Dragonstone for long enough for a whole episode. No, definitely not. But no. you know, just I still those two are the only bodily. Once. But still, in the hunt, and the hunt, Kingswood, so cool. I love that. We yeah, just we ruled. get that um, very intimate time spent with these places instead of jumping around. So I really liked that. I think that that'll be another mark of this season, and that we're going to see so much more of the world once we start traveling via Dragonmore. I know that's one thing that surprised me is how little the dragons have played a role in House of the Dragon. Being patient with this thing, I know they've just been like a normal backdroppy kind of thing which i know we had talked about hoping that it would be that seamless but when we saw that rainy's moment i mean we've had some pretty cool dragon scenes for sure i'm not going to step back and say that we haven't because you look at aemond and you look at damon and um old got ones too yeah i Marine. mean there there was lots of really great there's been lots of great dragon back moments but just the the I mean, we're getting to the fighting, so of course it makes sense that now we get the angry dragon, but I thought it was just really cool. I felt like, again, not to talk about what we originally had believed when we learned about House of the Dragon, but it's like, okay, now this is just a good opportunity for them to breathe dragon fire everywhere. And so that's what the show is going to be, and it's going to be one dragon battle after the next. But none of that. Yeah. <laughs> Literally none of that. Actually, well, they did I'm add so... an extra dragon in this one, though. Right. The Melee's right. thing. Listen. 
We can forgive them for that. You know, we can forgive them for that. We loved them for it. We're not going to forgive them for it. Exactly. Exactly. I needed that. Thank you. It was a slow burn. You asked me what I thought about the twins. Yeah, Eric and Eric. I just, I I loved it. I just love this new characters in the show and they're good actors and they're just all over the place. You just like their long hair. (laughs) They had their hair put (laughs) (laughs) They had their hair put up. They did seem like very normal dudes that stumbled on set, yeah, which they I did. also love. All these other actors have a very specific look. Like they put those people on the spaceship whenever the rocks come toward mm-hmm. her and save those people, but don't save the Eric's. They but. were just walking around, shuffling through. Yeah, I mean they were doing their job, and so was Christine and so was Eamon. But um, I I just love the dynamic between them, and I love the 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 way that they put them in there to make us care about them in a certain way. And I loved the breakout of Rainey's mm-hmm. and them using, mm-hmm. it's just, give me, pour it on me. All right. Give, <laughs> give me, me more, more Eric. Yeah. Give me more Eric. <laughs> <laughs> which one though? Exactly. Exactly. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem with this whole podcast. You don't know which Eric I like. I felt like it was cool. I didn't, I mean, you've been excited for this since you saw them, well, saw Eric in the last episode. Let me tell you episode. why I'm excited, okay? I'm excited because it's a, they're a pair of minor book characters that they're using in a really cool way. And as a person just like you, that's it's become almost a spectator sport of loving these really lovingly prepared books and then seeing however it's chosen to be translated. I was hurt so much as a youth that it's become my <laughs> life's mission. <laughs> To find good ones and, <laughs> like, and to enjoy them. And that's why this podcast was born. <laughs> if they include the Eric's and they're really paying attention. Th- that, well, not only that, but you, <clears throat> you have to. You have to. But. but but to do it with such swag, to borrow a word from you, <laughs> is just chef's kiss. Especially, it's just all these promises of paying attention. Don't let me down. I've been let down before. I'm I'm like, wow, this is a. Like they're killing it with the show. Like if they make a whole catalog of episodes that you can flip through of House of the Dragon and they put it on HBO's app and people are gonna be able to access that, just like Game of Thrones. It's gonna be a hot debate between which one people like more. If, you said that before House of the Dragon started I and that. I did not believe you for a second. And now I'm starting to. Um, do you not just like the Eric's more because they are in contrast to Christine Cole and his actions? C- Kristen is way too polished. When Allison said to him, "As you in in however you love me as your queen you know, or whatever," the, I was just the, like between us, is, oh, yeah. gross. Kristen's like the one time I was late. This reminds me of that exactly the one time. But he's so polished, you know. His hair is really shiny, and he's like all put together. And then the Eric's are out there. Just they seem like they're rough in it, but then they come to battle and the blows and Kristen <laughs> beats him. <laughs> yeah. I'm you need another girl on this Kristen. podcast so you guys can really <laughs> yeah. talk about it. About hair? <laughs> yeah. I'm like thinking about Kristen. I'm like, he's polished, huh? He is. All he right. definitely is. Right on. In a way that I can't describe. Everybody listening. I completely agree. You know I thought th- I thought the same thing, but the way that I saw it was that he was sticking out cartoonishly on purpose. <laughs> no, completely. Just completely cartoonishly sticking out, and that his unaging is also on purpose. He's what I don't know what emotions there. he's using. It's not what? real, Hannah. It's just they did this all within two <laughs> Come on. weeks. This is fun. It's more fun when it is. The shit that they sell in a shy, you have no idea. Right. 
That's actually why Melisandre. It's not her necklace. That was a joke. She I held it to the end. She's like, just in case someone's watching me, I don't want them to know it's really good lotion. <laughs> I want it to go flying off the shelves. He definitely. St- I, I, I don't want to not be able to buy it on yeah, Amazon anymore. Exactly. Um, him knighting Aegon as well. Not knighting him. Lol. Placing the crown on his head, and he's like, everybody must know that he's the one true heir, and. The whole crowd started kind of grumbling a little bit. Did you notice that? I was like, Kristen, come on. You put it on too much. Blood. Yeah, you're trying to be you're trying to be the one. You're getting a little too ahead of yourself here. Really, I'm just sitting here dancing around the Allison Laris conversation. Right. As I'm scrolling through my notes, I'm like, what else can we talk about? That's not not that. <laughs> it just escalated and escalated, and I I yelled out loud. I was RIP like, to everyone that thought Laris had. A little bit more going on there, I guess. Right. It's all it takes. When he, listen, when she was like putting her feet up on the thing, at yeah. first I was like, okay, she's getting really cozy. They're like pals. They're, she's getting really cozy. I knew immediately. Keep going. I was just, ho- I'm so naive, you know? I'm like very hopeful that things are nice and pure. The and queen's then it's, feet. I mean, she just took her shoes off, you know? Whatever. Yeah, not the queen's feet. <laughs> and then she takes her stockings off. I literally can't. Dude. Then he puts his, as soon as his hand moved, I was like, no, absolutely not. How long has this been going on for? Allison is literally selling feet pics for information, like, shamelessly. I know she was not having a good time, but (laughs) it was, dude. it was nuts. Dude. It was like a natural filter that the universe puts in place, and uh, he failed that filter. (laughs) And she knows it, but she still needs that information. Well, I'm one, like, how did it start? How did it come up? With you this, know? I mean, I can think of about 50 people I that know, I can imagine doing exactly like, the same I thing. I know, but it's she's like, like, wait, it's like they, really... they see themselves as Alaris, and then wait a second. If that's all she has to do to get the info, helpful and useful info that she needs, listen. I guess it's not that much, but it's just hilarious. What do you think about that? As a woman, as a as a foot haver, I could ask myself this question. Right. What do I think? No about? free, no free feet pics. You know, I mean, she's not doling them out for free. The queen can't show her feet for free. No, That's absolutely not. Yeah. No one should know your no, worth. You know yeah, what I mean? Definitely. This one time I walked in the room and up on Hannah's screen was how to sell your feet pics in, in a non-weird way. That was two minutes ago and I was like, should I put this on Instagram? <laughs> I think that it is, again, this whole episode. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I'm trying to make a good point. We're having a serious conversation. <laughs> like, I think that. This is a, po- a very serious podcast. <laughs> about about Laris's jacking listen off it was gross to allison's little feet when he slid his hand in there it was literally gross little feet it made me feel gross but i feel like in the context of that i feel like the the conversation that allison and rainey's had is such a good framework for every decision both of them make in this episode and it's just another point of allison doing things for men just playing in the this game for men and i'm sure that laris has proven himself to be i mean he got rid of the strongs so yeah. that Otto could be and yeah, who he knows did burn his family so he could ultimately jack off to the queen's feet exactly. as she faces away from him i mean he only has one so he's like well he has one what foot well so so maybe he's like extra you know 
fetishy about other people's like two feet <laughs> well yeah <laughs> i don't know anyway because he's fetishy maybe he could do it with someone that wants to have sex with him sure but that's not the thing it's the queen that's you know the what thing mean? i can't blame him for that i mean that's if, if someone who wants to do that there's no better feet for it exactly that's and it, the top feet there was that moment where some building was burning and we were like wait a second yeah when they were the escape right it, that's that's how i saw it too Laris, the burning right? being sort Something. of like a little wink yeah. to the style of in which laris is carrying out these attempts sure and we can unpack that in the midweek episode when we watch it with subtitles <laughs> you know what i mean but anyway i just felt like having that moment in the midst of this whole thing about allison kind of thinking about how she's just been and we've been talking about it for weeks how she's just kind of been part of this whole she's like i don't even know what decisions are my own because you push me into them dad you know and so um there's that and then the other thought i have is if she can use her to get what she wants no harm no foul you know if he's gonna be enough of a creep where he'll like i'll literally do anything just so i can get off for three minutes awkwardly while you look the other way like if that does it for you and i get all this information okay if that's all the trade that trade is then exactly (laughs) after all this time you'd expect him to be more heavily wrapped up in the whole business of it it seemed like maybe that's what he wanted but it doesn't seem like he's made any ground and really anything other than being able to jack off to her feet. It makes him so much less. Look, Littlefinger had the Achilles heel of Sansa, you yeah. know, and Laris's Achilles heel is this. It's just the best thing he can get. He's he's not cool with the long game. He it just, makes him less cool. Oh, there's so many reasons why. Yeah, cool. because yeah. all of a sudden he's not this player that's he's just you would hope that he's this mysterious guy who's willing to actually do really bad things because he's trying to get some, get some, but the thing that he wants is like, if that's all you, if that's your ambition, then (laughs) (laughs) cover your ears, Laris. I know that time before the internet was rough. I'm sure. But anyway, I felt like that was a nuts. Lord of Harrenhal. He can get stuff if he wants it. You think this also, she feels bad for him about his foot. No, you don't think, why he's doing just fine for him like he's doing great for himself he's rich yeah yeah he's doing great for himself you know run who wants to run you know what i mean true what a wild it was that was a i just was not expecting it so humanizing of the whole situation it really was it really was just like also a little little joke hurled toward all of us that were like who's this guy he's got a big game going on exactly exactly (laughs) but it's big game is i mean listen he could still have a big game going on just because he's doing this the thing is his game could be so big that he doesn't care that this is gross he's just like i can do this maybe we'll see we'll see i just saved it thank god at the end (laughs) (laughs) we're not gonna completely dismiss him all right we're gonna get this episode out for all of you i'm gonna give my own to the Empty places in this episode, for God's sakes. I'm typical, but I'm going to do it. And it was that good, though. I also liked Lana's Black Widow little stitching. That was nice. Um liked how much everybody complained in this episode. <laughs> and I loved Rainey's. <laughs> Isn't it wild that Rainera and Damon weren't even in this episode one second? Whoa. I missed them. A whole week? My own is going to go to... Rainey's obviously I mean shout out there but I also wanted to give my own to the, that line that Helena said um, 
she I'm probably going to butcher it, but she says, it is our fate, I think, to crave what is given to another. If one possesses a thing, the other will take it away. That little line just in the context of everything and just that so much is just coming down to the jealousy between Allison and Rhaenyra. And then now here we are. And for her to kind of be spewing that, I thought that was really a great use of Helena's powers. Well, that's a smarty own. That makes me think that Rainey's is someone that has tried to stay, who's aware of that and has tried to stay away sure, from, yeah. from, 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 from the inevitability of humans knocking into each other like rocks in space. And, um, eventually she had to lay the she I, she didn't have to do this but she decided that's the big key there like she decided to go ahead and lay the smack down a little bit mm-hmm. someone who's just been trying to stay out of it now she's going to show her cards it's so good we it's have good. one episode it's left good, yeah we have one episode left one episode left so send us your own this week on all the places that you can send us own twitter instagram facebook Send us a DM on Twitter if the story, I mean, well, on Twitter. I mean, Instagram. If the story's down, down, send us a DM on Instagram. We do DMs on Twitter. Send us a DM on Twitter. Yeah, send us a DM on Twitter. We've got one episode left. So let's have fun this week. You know what I mean? Let's have a good time this this week. week. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So uh, nonstop celebration the whole way through and then a new episode and then finale night. And then there's uh, later this month, George R. R. Martin's going to be in New York City. uh, So will we? Talking about. Targaryens, Celebration of Dragons. I'm so glad that uh, we're all still doing this and the hot D is actually good. High five. Cheers. We'll see you guys midweek.